In today's episode, we're speaking to Elizabeth Dawson. Elizabeth is the number one female financial expert, 2020 to 2021, a financial advisor of the, of the year, money coach, a financial coach, a podcast host, an author, an entrepreneur. She's the founder of Copia Wealth Management and Insurance Services and Copia Wealth Management Advisors, organizations that provide a financial and insurance advising, advising with education to help her clients achieve their desired wealth goals. Let's speak to Elizabeth and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we have the pleasure and the honor of speaking to Elizabeth Dawson. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you, Gul? It's a wonderful day to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for being a guest here today, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, everyone's heard your intro. Everyone's heard how amazing you are. But in your own words, and very briefly, tell us what it is that you do. So I am a financial advisor, but first and foremost, I am a money coach and someone that helps people with a relationship with money and basically creating more abundant ways to actually create wealth so that people have the confidence that they can actually move through life and understand a little bit different how money works. Fantastic. So you're uh, someone who does something very similar to me, but in a different area, in a different way, in a different area, which is fabulous. And hence, I'm so excited to be speaking to you today. But now, tell us, um, Elizabeth, how did you become, because I remember I, you know, I come from a corporate background as a lawyer. I didn't think one day that I was going to be a money coach or a money, you know, money mindset coach. How did you come into this field? How did you start off? Um, how, actually, how did you end up becoming a, a money coach? What was your journey? Please talk us through. So my journey really didn't start out with understanding money and the way I understand it today and what I teach to people today. Mm-hmm. Um, started was I was uh, many years in retail. And then when I had uh, my two children, my second child, he had some complications in life and beginning of his life. And I was looking for a more flexible approach to how I can actually, you know, be the breadwinner in my family because I was the higher breadwinner and making sure that I could take care of my children, but be flexible and be wherever I needed to be for my little boy. So um, I went on a journey to start to uh, investigate, start to look at things and see what opportunities were there. And the financial services industry actually opened its door to me. Mm. And I never really knew what I was you know, about to do. I thought I was going to be this glorified stockbroker and not necessarily know how uh, all of these different intricacies of money would work because my prior career, uh, I had been in sales and then in management and then buying for a big mm. company out here in the United States called Nordstrom. And I was dealing with billions of dollars worth of money, but for the bottom line of a company, not so much the bottom line of a, of an individual. So I felt like, you know, as a young child, I always wanted to help people. I didn't know what that would be. And it started to evolve. And this is how things began to happen. So uh, in my earlier 20s, I actually was in a position where uh, I was pregnant with my daughter and uh, she she came on time. Everything was great. But we were looking to increase the, you know, the size of our home. 
and we were just looking to rent. We thought, gosh, I'm 23 years old. I don't, I really couldn't, I couldn't afford to buy anything. I didn't even think it wasn't even on my radar. And I had this wonderful man actually introduce uh, to, to us at that time, this opportunity to set, to buy something versus rent. He said, do you realize that for the same payment that you're going to actually have in a rent, you could actually have it as a mortgage. And, and we said, we have no idea what this means. We've never, no one ever sat down and talked with us. We didn't have a relationship with money or conversations mm. with family when we were young about money. Uh, you know, I come from a, from a, um, a more of a European, my mother was from Austria uh, and my father Italian and basically this European mindset that you don't talk about money. Mm. So I find it a miracle as to why I'm actually in this industry, but um, I'll kind of go back to the story about being able to buy that purchase. And I mm. said, gosh, I can actually help other people with the idea and the thought process of they could purchase a home or they could do things in life or they could actually increase their, you know, their value, their personal value and, and create that home life that they want to um, and feel that they really have an accomplishment. I said, I want to do that someday. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it would manifest about five years later when I first was introduced to the financial services industry. Mm-hmm. And again, I was, I came into the financial services industry in 1998, 1999. And for us in the, in the, um, you know, the United States, it was about, uh, the market was increasing, 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 something like we've been experiencing over the last you know, couple of years. And then all of a sudden this week, it's not so comfortable out there. It's a little it's a little cranky and people are losing money. And they mm-hmm. thought they were all these infinite, you know, brilliant, genius investors. And now all of a sudden that's kind of diminishing. So uh, that happened right in the beginning of my, my career in the financial services industry. And like I had said before, I thought I was going to be, uh, you know, this brilliant stockbroker. But I wasn't, and mm-hmm. I and I really didn't. We really got into. I was introduced to the more of the economics of how someone lives their life and how the decisions that they make affect them positively or negatively, and then how to start to create structure for that. And there's so much more to go with this. I don't know how much detail you want, but I I feel today to this day that uh, it's a miracle that I'm in this industry. Okay, and now. I think what I want to I want to learn more. If that was the first, so do you, you ended up buying this place at the age of twenty three with your with your daughter mm-hmm. and, and your partner. How that still didn't that yeah, that opened up the possibility of different world to you, and I understand that. But from mm-hmm. going from there to becoming an expert now, there's been a journey, and I know there's a learning curve, and there's been mindset shifts, and there's been if you're helping other people with their money traumas and their money stories and their relationship with money, then you had to deal with your own relationship with money, Absolutely. which. So I find the hardest thing we ever do is deal and work, you know, we'll face that in demons and then work through them. How did you, what did you face when you were working on, when you were on this journey and how do you deal with it while having a young family and, you know, and, and a career change by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and way back when, if I can kind of regress back there too, mm-hmm. when we were doing this and I was again, managing, and then I was a buyer for Nordstrom. I mean, it was kind of a prestigious position, but uh, it goes back to this corporate America thing where, mm-hmm. you know, it's time for open enrollment and we're just supposed to do the sign up for the retirement plan. We're supposed to create, uh, you know, what decisions we want for life insurance or disability insurance or, you know, whatever we didn't, we didn't understand these things. Most people out there today don't even understand them. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember um, this day very specifically, and, and it always stuck with me because now I had had a child and I was looking at different, you know, different areas of um, decisions I had to make. And in my position, when we were in open enrollment, it was, okay, how much life insurance do I get? I didn't own life insurance outside of, 
you know, outside of the company that was offering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just dis- disability income protection, what does that mean? And I would ask questions and they, people in the human resources department said they couldn't answer those questions for me. And then I had a gal that just kind of took me to the side and she said, you know, let me just tell you, I can't legally tell you because we are afraid of corporate liability. But let me just tell you that there was an opera, that what I do with my husband and what we actually have and 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 the amount of insurance that we have and why we have it and so on and so forth. And I said, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No one's ever had this conversation with me. My parents never had that conversation with me. They didn't even have life insurance at that time. The majority mm-hmm. of the United States population doesn't. Uh, majority of the population here, you know, puts money into a 401k and they don't know anything about Wall Street. And so I was asking, how much do I put in there? And nobody really could give me advice and let alone disability income protection where having this epiphany going, well, if something happened to me, and this is how it was explained to me, is that if I, if I fell ill or mm. I had an accident and I couldn't pay my bills, who's going to pay it for me? Exactly. Yeah. The reality is you're in charge of that responsible question, because if it was something mandatory, we'd all have it. Right. Yeah. So, so I started to learn, and this was a big epiphany for me because of the fact that I needed to protect my children. I needed to protect my family. I needed to make sure that I had that mortgage payment coming in so my family wouldn't be homeless. Mm. And so my personal economics, even though this is before I was ever introduced to the industry that I'm in today, all those years ago, almost 24 years ago, uh, that I see that how it transformed me and got me ready to come into this industry Mm. because the unknown became the known for me in a moment. And then when I started to come and work into this industry and learn and educate and just constantly have more and more information in front of me. I was a sponge, mm. you know, a soaking up sponge. And I wanted to know as much as I possibly could. So when you think about the economy or the economics of a country or this world, we can't necessarily change that, No, but we can change our personal economics and our personal education, and our personal drive, because of the fact that we need to, we're in charge of it. We're hundred percent responsible for our outcome. Yet no one necessarily takes the sense of urgency to pay attention to it. Hmm. So passion became alive. I got very excited and I couldn't wait to share this information and it evolved over, you know, over many years of time. So when I first was introduced to this industry, I was 28, you know, my son was born and I had to go back to school and get educated, get licenses, get certain credentials. And it was a completely different trajectory. I've never looked back, uh, but it's uh, it's been an incredible career for the past almost 24 years. Wow. Okay. And I think I think that you have to have a certain kind of groundwork done beforehand before I think that you were ready for the industry and to become actually start working with it. But, you know, and you, I think the more you start learning about something, the more interest you have, and especially about insurance, because I think quite early on, even before I started working as a as a money mindset person. I don't, I don't give uh, financial advice. So that's something I'd stay away from. I just work on the mindset. But I remember for my own self, um, I didn't consider, I did have properties and I, I was into property before I was in 20 else, but, um, and I had insurance to cover that. But it's only when I had my daughter that I realized I have to have life cover. No one had talked to me about life cover before, apart from having life cover to make sure the mortgages are paid, um, you know, if in, in case I something happened to me. Whereas for me, when my daughter was born, I, you know, I had to have, make sure, because I was the main breadwinner, to make sure my daughter had, um, you know, uh, something to fall back on if I wasn't around, or for myself too, if if, uh, if something happened terminals to me. That's my only, I remember my only um, idea of financial security. Otherwise it was all about, you know, make, you know making, prop, you know, going to property and doing other things and becoming an entrepreneur. 
this idea of having an overarching financial plan um, was a miss. It wasn't there. It wasn't something I thought about or, or talked about. And that's something, this is where I always say that I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial planner. That's where you go to experts like yourselves. I just work mm-hmm. on the mindset and the abundance. So this is where you have to come in. And I think you've, you've what, what I'm hearing from you is you've looked at your own life experiences, what you needed and what you failed to have in place at certain times in life because the lack of conversations when you were younger allowed you to you know to fill the gap um, in your own life and then seek that gap and help other people fill that gap in their in their lives which is for sure because a lot of people don't even know what they need to have in place like disability allowance or um or you know or, or even how how to deal with the 401k we don't have 401k in here in uk but we do have our retirement plan and something similar and um, we've had that we've heard you must have heard the stories across the pond that you know people have that you know hundreds and thousands and millions being wiped out because of they had it in the mm-hmm. wrong place and you know people are going to be retiring and they have nothing to show for it because some dodgy firm has wiped them out because they invested their retirement fund within some other places ridiculous mm-hmm. right I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I think it's imperative that everyone gets financial education early on in order to be financially secure later. So how did you start building up your uh, financial knowledge, to so to speak? Because obviously you had to learn a lot more and to move ahead to become the expert that you are now. And how did you work on your inner self, your inner mindset on the way to be able to teach other people now? I mean, how did you get to this amazing level that you are now? Well, and I think that I want to go back to why I think it's a miracle that I'm in this industry because Mm -hmm. I had a immigrant mother um, from, uh, like I said, from Austria. Mm-hmm. And she, um, you know, was a, a, a World War II baby, literally born in 1941, and came to the United States really, you know, away from a lot of culture that changed overnight. Yeah. Uh, that she had a, uh, she had a young child with her, which was my sister. And they came to the United States with a hope and a dream. So money was, uh, very scarce, but they actually, she actually did very well for herself, but she actually learned how to you know, she learned how to speak the language based on cartoons and things that were easy to understand. But growing up, um, growing up, it was a very different conversation. So whenever money came up, so to speak, uh, no conversation about money was ever allowed. Oh, wow. Don't ever go in her purse to get money. Hmm. Uh, And death would be, what do you want? What do you want for me? If I die, this, you want everything I've got. Well, like that. Um, having financial income security for my mother was very, very important. Mm-hmm. It was uh, my father had a great government job. He's going to have a pension, all those things. So the miracle came about when I first came into this industry and I was being mentored to come in and I was working pretty much two jobs. And then my my third job at home being a mom, uh, the, the, the fact was that we had an we had an opportunity to retire my dad at a very young age mm-hmm. in the United States. You know, a lot of retirement starts at 62 to 65. But at this time, my dad was 54, is working for the government. He had uh, basically had so many years in in through service and, and things of that nature. And he. Um, had an opportunity to retire. And so for me, I was looking for 
I was looking for a sign to make sure that this was going to be the right position for me because yes, I was dealing with money in a different way in corporate America in retail, hmm. but I wasn't doing, I wasn't helping the bottom line of individuals. I was helping the bottom line of, of, of companies. So create prosper capitalism, everything. But here, when it came down to my mother and father, and my dad, you know, really wanting to retire. Well, I was being mentored and I had, uh, I had made an appointment for my mother and father to come in, got all their information to them. I couldn't really even see it. And at this time, I was just wondering, is this going to be the right position for me to take? Uh, is, is, you know, this is all about people, their money, their, their insecurities about money, and, and how do I make them confident about it? And so I prayed about that. And I said, okay, God, this is what I'm looking for. I need a sign. And if this is the right path for me to choose, please show me a sign. And so my parents went in for this meeting. I couldn't go into the meeting. And they discussed it with my mentor at the time. And, and my mother came out and she was happy, grinning from ear to ear saying, oh, it's great. Your dad can retire. Everything's going to be fine. And I went, ah, you know, so to me, it was just like, okay, I got my sign. And that's why I say I've never looked back because of how incredible that journey has been. And in learning that, because if I could help someone mm-hmm. like my parents, even if it was just an introduction, that to me was priceless. Yeah. And then I, then as time evolved, I helped my sister. My sister had debt for many, many years. She was, you know, it was consumer debt, credit cards and things of that nature. And her and her husband, they had been renting an apartment and then they rented a house. And, and I said, well, gosh, if this can actually work for me, I'm going to see if I can help my sister. So my, my commitment at that time was to get her out of debt and to make sure that she could move forward. So each little step has been a building block. And, you know, 3000 plus clients later over all these years has been pretty remarkable and taking care of their customer service and making sure that they get answers and, you know, people move on in their lives and they move around the world and all over this country and, and they, they kind of evolve into something that they want to be. So we have to adapt to that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that we are all, um, the uncertainty of money is, is a big thing for people, right? The uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So, so that, uh, that we, you know, to make sure that we know what the answers are. Uh, we have longevity, you know, people are living longer today. I mean, COVID is a different factor. It's the first time our, you know, life expectancy has been kind of shaken a little bit, but, uh, you know, for, for a standpoint, like for the future standpoint, the reality is we're living longer. Yes. People, you know, we were never designed to necessarily ever stop and retire, but now in, in, in our, you know, in the last hundred years, we've talked about this, that Retirement is a privilege, but now people feel that it's an entitlement, which is perfectly fine, but we have to plan for that because we have so many dollars and cents that kind of evolve into what we need to be able to live and to pay our bills and to make sure that we're living a lifestyle that we choose. Mm-hmm. We, how hard are we going to work for that? And then ultimately we have to plan for all the inflation that's happening in our world. Yes. And uh, that's a conversation that really hasn't been very much of a spark for many years. Now, all of a sudden overnight, it's a huge spark. So yeah. how do we make sure that our monies and our momentum of money can actually create more of a foundation to create that wealth? I mean, we deal with the stock market. We deal with all those things as well, but it's not just the stock market. You know, if we're hundred percent responsible for our financial situation, you know, our, 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 how well do we understand wall street? How well do we understand the stock market? How well do we understand the money management? Hmm. You know, if you don't have an intimate relationship with your money, you're not going to have the foundation to kind of get it started in the right direction so that you feel confident and really don't have uncertainty in your life. Hmm. So from the education standpoint, that's really where I stand in my soapbox to, to educate and counsel as many people as possible. Fantastic. So on that note, we're going to wrap it up. And I think that is a phenomenal journey. Um, I'm just going to ask one final question. 
if if you knew where you if you could see yourself as a younger version of yourself what one piece of advice would you give to yourself because I, I would I don't normally ask this question but I think this is a really really important question for someone who is you know who is a, who is also a money mind, a money mindset coach and is a financial advisor too what piece of advice would you give to the younger version of who wasn't aware who hasn't got the experience the knowledge the know-how that you do and is of walking around with the old mindset with your ideas about money and has probably has a very messed up um love hate relationship with money what one piece of advice would you give her if i can elaborate just a little bit yeah, and sure. i and i and i just said to her but i'm going to bring up my son right now okay because he's 24 and he feels like he knows the world right he's like mom he even said this to me today he said mom you know if we can actually look in a crystal ball and you would know you know, that this stock or this investment or something like this is going to just take it off. And, you know, you put every dollar into it. Wouldn't it be great to just know that we could make millions? And I said, mm-hmm. you know, honey, I go, that's the mindset of so many people over so many years that I've seen cycles of mm-hmm. They go, we go, 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 go. And then we go, go, go. <laughs> and, and uh, they don't put a foundation to it. There's, there's so many core things. So if I were to actually regress and I've had these conversations with my own children, you know, there, there's a foundation. I always kind of call it like this triangular foundation mm-hmm. and you know, financial planning. It's it, in itself looks something like this, but there's a foundation that most people miss. And that's the base of that foundation. And that's the things that are, you know, we're creating liquidity. We're creating, uh, you know, protection. We're, t- we're, we're making sure that our family, our children are all taken care of. Even if we don't have children yet today, we're thinking about the children that we might have in the years to come. And we put that foundation together. What's happening in this pyramid is that there's a speculation drawer and that's the top of the pyramid. And what's happening is that so many people are just focused on that. You know, how can I go into cryptocurrency and make billions of dollars? Well, you can lose billions of dollars. I mean, greed will actually get you nowhere. There's an old saying in the United States and it's called, you know, pigs get fed, but hogs get slaughtered. And it's a terrible thing to think of. But the reality is, is if you are greedy, you will be slaughtered. And just take your wins as they come, get your fundamentals down. You know, uh, like my son is so fascinated and interested in real estate and he wants to own real estate and real estate prices, which I'm sure over in the UK have gotten more and more expensive. Yes, very much so. So he's feeling a little discouraged about that. And I said, just stay your course, be, you know, be mindful of exactly how much you want to save and what you want to have manifest it, build on it. You're 24 years old. You know, so I have a son that's 24, a daughter that's almost 29. And, and it's, it's this vast difference in the way they think my daughter is incredibly afraid to spend money. And my son's like, okay, well, I don't want to spend money, but I also don't want to lose it. So I have been around that conversation with them for a very long time. Like, what is your relationship with money? They still have a lot to work on. And I'd say if I was talking to my 24 year old self, be patient just start to save what I was doing way back when was saving a little bit in those retirement plans, which was fine, but saving liquidity, don't get into credit card debts. Credit card debts will just absorb you and, and just swallow you up whole and get into a place where you actually see productivity of having, you know, this abundance amount of money that you're starting to save that you can do it because it takes a whole lot more effort to save your first hundred thousand dollars than it does to just throw money into, you know, a slot machine and say, oh, I hope it's going to pay off. Agreed. Agreed. And it takes a lot more discipline to save the first hundred thousand dollars as well. So let's just be truthful with that. Yes. And on that note, once you do it, it's incredible. So 
Well, Amanda, let's let, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for being such an amazing guest with us, Elizabeth. It's been fascinating to listen to you, and I agree. Um, this is a journey, and it, and you are you yourself are a work in progress. I am a work in progress, but it's something that you have to work on a daily basis and grow. And then that's if someone comes in, it's being patient is important because you have to learn, and you have to have a solid foundation. Which I agree, both for mindset as well as uh, strategies for actually making money and keeping money. But thank you for being a guest. Uh, tell us, Elizabeth, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Well, there's so many different places on the internet, which we'll happily give them to you. So Elizabeth is, is, is actually how they spell it in European. It's with an S. It's not a Z. So it's Elizabeth with an S, Dawson, and then D-A-W-S-O-N.com. So there's actually a place where I do a lot of my literature, a lot of my writings. Uh, we go into a place which is the book that I wrote called Wealth by Design. And this is something that's a, it's a thin read. It's available on Amazon, but I would much prefer that you actually go to a site that we created for it called wealthbydesignbook.com. And it's a simplistic version of how to actually get higher knowledge, higher education from complicated things, but made very simple. And that is our, our, our true goal and our true um, aspiration. There's many more, uh, but if you reach out to us on elizabethdawson.com or wealthbydesignbook.com, we'll be able to help you with the other places as well. But just Google my name, you'll find plenty of things. Fantastic. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, we will have all Elizabeth's links that she mentioned. Well, she mentioned one, but we'll have other links for her there. Go check her out and go and connect with her. She's an amazing lady. And if you are looking for a financial planner, then she is your girl. And, um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we also will have the links to Elizabeth Dawson's website and uh, her book as well. Do check it out. It's amazing. I think I'll be getting a copy too. So it's worth it because I'm, I mean, I work with mindset, but I can always do with more strategies around financial planning, which I'm always learning and always trying to work on. But on that note, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest for Elizabeth. We have to have you back on Money Talkies, but thank you for coming today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to me, Elizabeth, today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest on another Friday Feature, speaking to them, finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.